0: It's Aggie Football Time. Coming at you live from the Bar Top Banner headquarters in Cypress, Texas. This is The Giggum Guys with Josh Roach and Dustin Adler. Good morning and happy Saturday. Coming at you live from the Bar Top Banner headquarters here in Cypress, Texas. This is The Giggum Guys, as stated before, episode one, making our debut. Josh and my man Dustin, we are ready to take it over. This episode of The Giggum Guys is powered by Religion Tequila. This tequila is 100% blue agave, only made in small batches. It is a double gold medal winner in Las Vegas for the Global Spirit Awards, as well as the best tequila in New York and the wine and spirits competition. Wow. wow. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> but Religion Tequila, they're making sure they are taking care of us today, so please go out to your local liquor stores and take care of them. Dustin, welcome to the studio slash bar slash alcoholic <laughs> area. How do you feel, bud? Man, I feel great this morning and just happy to be here. and um you know, chilling, hanging out with you on the bar top. Yeah, I mean, Saturday mornings aren't going to be much better than this, especially when football season actually starts. So, uh, you know, we're basically going to be talking Aggie football. Uh, when you're talking Aggie football, there's tailgates, there's beer drinking, and there's some Texas country here and there. So times. You'll, uh, you'll get a little bit of everything in this. Uh, but a little backstory about us. <laughs> we met through our now wives when they yeah. we, we were just dating them. Um, and we met at one of the greatest games yes. in Caulfield history, even though it was a loss. It was a loss, but, hey, we were number six at that time. But it was
1: exciting um, just to be there, you know, and meeting you and just seeing your excitement uh, for A&M, you know, really just, uh, you know, excited me too, you know. So, it, it was fun times. I think it was just an instant click with one another. Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, and I mean – Common ground, small-town de- small boys. And the funny thing is we both say small town boys and I look at your <laughs> town as a city and, my, and mine as a stop sign. But uh, yeah, this it was, we hit it off and it's very, very weird because not that we were friends, but mm-hmm. our uh, our wives were best friends as kids Yeah, um, when they were younger and liked to run around in the, the <laughs> trees in the wilderness and act like a pack of wolves. Yeah. I think that was influenced by my <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would probably say it was, but uh, I think Kylie was willing to run around like a wolf too. But yeah. um. Kylie happened to move away, if I if I understand correctly, and just the way their last names were in order in College Station, their dorm rooms, they were in the same dorm room. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: and and I got a little history. It's, you know, it's residence life that sets that up, and, you know, I did some work for them a while back for Hullabaloo Dorm um, since I went to school architecture and um, made some furniture for, for Hullabaloo Dorm with the axe down um, live oak trees. So, um so with that, um, visiting and learning about Res Life, they, they have fun with the play on names. Okay. So obviously with our wives, Kaylee and Kylie, and their maiden names being Peter's, they're like, we'll just team them up together. And little did they know, you know they just rekindled an old childhood friendship.
0: So. I, can't, I can't imagine walking <laughs> into a dorm and seeing someone I hadn't seen in 10 years that yeah. was arguably my best friend yeah. at, at that age, and now yeah. you started all over again. And then they lived in uh, townhomes or condos right next to each other. Yep, and that's where we met. <clears throat> and that's where we met and had some beer and had a good time. Yep, um, You know, Brenham, close to College Station. Bluebell. Uh, Blue B- mm. God bless Bluebell. If you think <laughs> anything else is better, you're wrong. Um, there is no argument. Bluebell is the king of the castle in the ice cream game. Hands down. Um, obviously, right down the road from uh, A&M, yep. what, what made you, I mean, some people will leave their home area to go to another school, you know, just yep. because they want to kind of get out of that area. What made you want to stay in, uh, and go to Aggieland? real really man you know it's literally only half hour away um
1: from Brenham and just visiting it from time to time even though it it was a little bit larger but when you're there and just meeting with people it you still get that same small town feel even though they have just a lot more opportunity and um obviously A&M right um but just it it still had the same small town feel and no matter how much it's grown, even now, um, since we entered the SEC, you've seen a lot more develop there, but it
0: still maintains that good, dis- it's main roots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's night and day from, you mm-hmm. know, 2000 to 2021. I mean, hell, 2010 to 2021, <laughs> it, it's crazy, and yeah, you do, I think you, we have lost some of that uh small town feel with all the a buildings, little. and I think... You know, I, I do miss that, but I think it's great for the city, Brian and College Station, and for the uh, the students. I think they get a lot more out of it and makes, you know, Agreed. a more desirable place. I yeah. mean, in 2010, you know, having a few bars and a couple of restaurants, <laughs> you know, now you got everything in College Station. That's awesome. Um, I didn't quite have the journey that you did. I didn't actually go to A&M. Uh, didn't care enough about school, which was a mistake early in life. Uh, worked out well for my career now, but. You're doing great, man. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, But didn't, didn't. Didn't go to A&M, but just always was a big A&M fan. My good friend Kirk May was a big A&M fan. Mm-hmm. Didn't really understand it. My mom lived <laughs> in College Station, and you, when I would go, you would see all the A&M and the tradition, just the cars, everyone in Maroon all the time, and different things like that, and didn't get it until Kirk started going to school there, and then I got to visit there and hang out with him a lot. And then you kind of get into that, and I was living in Houston and transferred to a – um. Johnny Carino's at the That's time right. in College Station <laughs> I
1: lived across the street from there
0: <laughs> man Mondays family platters half price <laughs> you can't go wrong with that hit up a Johnny Carino's if you can find one there ain't many left but if you're in the Cypress area 1960 hit it up um but yeah it was I think it was my second to last day at Johnny Carino's before I came back to Houston and it was a really pretty redhead sitting in the booth mm-hmm. and she was the only one that wasn't rude and obnoxious out of the out of the group there Kaylee wasn't there, so that's good. Um, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but there was they were just all extremely rude, and as they're leaving, horrible tip. So I was already, li- but then there was a phone number there, ah. and I was like texting her and found out she was a red. And I was like redhead. And I was like, hey, you should meet me at O'Banion's. We'll have a good time. We'll party. <laughs> Told me she was twenty. She was not twenty. She had never been to a bar, and just overall, I thought she was uninterested in me. But uh, she was just very nervous and yeah. talking off and on for several years. Ended up. Later in life, getting married, so College Station brought me my wife, so I don't, yeah. I don't think there could be much of a better story than that.
1: No, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Same thing, A&M. You know, that's how I met Kaylee, and man, she, she was quite mature for her age, you know. And with me being older, I went to Blinn before A&M. Uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do either, and just, um, you know, always wanted to go to A&M. And just just based off the people that I met, just the integrity that's there with um, all the men and women that you meet that carry a ring on their right hand. And um, so just rolled the dice and um, enrolled there only for the School of Architecture out of Blinn and got in. So thank you uh, for, you know, admitting me. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that shot. I need that shot. (laughs) And so, yeah, it definitely uh, opened me up and expanded my horizons on on just a view of, of the world, you know, and, and just it took me places I never expected to go. So yeah.
0: l- just the opportunity there uh, was just amazing. So, you know, met Kylie, <clears throat> her lease had ended in the, the condo. And she was staying with this couple named Wade and Janet. And uh, yep. lucky for me, I got to meet them and Wade and Janet were part of this tailgate. And that's really what set off like it's the, like my Aggie love of just the school and the people really just went over the moon, um, and it's uh, Wade and Janet, man. They're the Elkins. They're super amazing people. Always uh, had an open room for me, even if Kylie wasn't there, which started to make Kylie jealous that I was becoming friends with her old boss and uh, Janet. <laughs> but they invited us to the Agner uh, and Elkins family friend tailgate, and man, it is an experience. I know you've been there a couple times. Yes, yeah, yeah. That graciously y'all invited me, and it was awesome. They're fantastic. I- they're just good people yes. and it's, it's you talk about small town it's you know we're drinking beer, not going crazy and we're we're visiting with people you don't see very often. We all live across the state and that's when that community mm-hmm. camaraderie comes in and I I don't know how all Aggies will take it but the tailgate for me surpasses the actual game because I'm getting <laughs> to be with my friends that yeah. I don't see as much and just talk about life and about A&M football and then after the game regardless of win or loss we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So Wade and Jan- Janet uh, introduced me to that tailgate and met some great people. Al Agner, amazing guy, super knowledgeable about a football. Yes. Uh, Dottie D, Kristen, the whole Agner family, I could go on. Uh, Aaron Troyer, if I missed your name, I'm sorry. There's so many people there, and I haven't seen you all in a year, and I miss you all, so I'm super pumped about the state <laughs> opening up and getting to go to a football game hopefully this yeah, year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I remember just getting to go there, you know. I felt like I was just part of the family, you know. They just wel- welcome you right in and just – an and on top of it, man, just a excellent location oh where they yes. have where they're
0: tented, man. We're not going <laughs> to disclose that because we don't <laughs> want everyone to know where this is. But uh, the tradition that everyone waits for is the uh, tailgate toast, which is we it was mm-hmm. unveiled on the Tennessee game, which was a hello game with the uh, interception and uh, oh yes, yep, yep. yes, what a game that was! So it was a great game to do it. Um, but that's a little backstory about me, Dustin, friendship, A yep. and M, what we got going on. So let's go into what everyone's talking about, A and M football. <laughs> So many plays, so many games. Yeah, um, been to a lot of them. I'm sure you know. Been there for a few years, going to school there. Got to go to some more games than I did. But yeah, yeah. What is the play that you remember most? Let's say in your in your school time since you got to go there, yeah, or just yeah. right after. In, in, in that time, what was the play that you play over, get the goosebumps, hair standing up? And I'm sure most Aggies will agree, whatever you say, that this is one of the best plays. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it, it actually goes back to when we kind of first met, you know, and. It was our um, second time to play Alabama. Uh, we, were, we were trailing. It was midway through the fourth quarter. We were trailing by 14, and Alabama was knocking on the door again to make it 21.
0: Yeah, Put, putting it way
1: out of reach. Putting it out of reach, yeah. Well, guess what? They fumbled the ball w- within, like, the five-yard line. Yeah. And we recover it, and then we're trying to get out of the <laughs> – being backed out of the end zone, and uh, I just remember, yeah, being there. Well, before I even get there, man, just being able to get a ticket to go to this game was <laughs> impressive. This thanks to uh, Kaylee's roommates at the condo. So, but just being there uh, in the student section um, with everybody. But basically, going back, it we got dwindled down. It was third and long. Manziel was backed into the end zone. Is they call it 95 yard touchdowns where the ball is at, but he threw it from the end zones. For was sure, like yeah, 100. he was, he was a few yards in there. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, third nine and just connects with Mike Evans for this nice 95 yard strike. So the only problem is you got to listen to
0: Vern Lundquist. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty subtle. That roar, a man, it's crazy. It's nice stiff so arm to the cornerback. And, I mean, just n- now now I've got the shit because I remember I was jumping up and down and I pushed Kylie <laughs> on her butt because I was so excited. Very unintentional, but, yeah. you know, I just – that it, it was a loss. We didn't come out on top that day, but the energy in Kyle Field that day just, was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: we were six. They were number one, mm-hmm. you know, and our defense was – couldn't hold them, you know, but it was just great to see the offense and just uh, seeing, you know, Menzel and Evans just connect on that. But, yeah, whenever that happened – Literally picked up Kaylee and we're just jumping (laughs) in the air. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, everybody
0: was. Those kind of games is what keeps you coming back. Yeah, gross win loss. It was it was a hell of a game and hell of a fight and awesome. Uh, Mine's gonna be a little older. Okay, Um, that's my email. Getting, I'm getting important information (laughs) while I'm trying to do podcasts here. Look at this. Yep, so much information. Anyway, um, mine's gonna go back a little bit. And we were talking about this two years ago since we didn't get to tailgate last year and I don't know if it was with Kristen, Dottie D, or Jan, one of those three, and it was um, Serge Parker, touchdown, double overtime against Kansas State in the mm. Big 12 championship because Classic. <laughs> Dave South is so monotone, he doesn't get excited until it happens. So <laughs> it's I think it's like third and 17. It's a pretty long it was. Pr- pretty long yep. third down, and it's just a little short pass, and Parker's speed just goes in you know he's going to score or get at least to the two or three. And Dave South, you would if you weren't watching the game, you thought that you thought he got two or three yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I always thought that was a great one. Um, and I miss Dave South. I don't think there was another announcement like him. I'm biased, obviously, being an Aggie. Um, but I definitely miss him, and that call still to this day. We, it's it's on our big play board before the game. Exactly. Jay Holder is exposed here on this right side, but a man in motion now they snap it so calm got to throw here to Parker at the 20 at the 15 at the 10 at the 5 he is almost he got a touchdown <laughs> he got a touchdown! It's, he's at the 5 he and there's still touchdown! no excitement Yeah. it was just like yeah. just, just like, again yeah, it is what it is but it to the five. no no one gave us much of a chance in that game and we played <clears throat> we played lots out you know that win went off on defense it was oh, it was win. great one of my favorites but that's one of the times I was like it was the underdogs again you think the Bo Jackson game the wrecking crew in the 80s Um, Things like that—that the underdog always made me extremely, extremely fan oriented towards uh, the Aggies. Yes, absolutely. Um, So yeah, we—you know our games. Every week we want to talk about a position on the on our team and how we think it's going to do. What are we looking at? And I think the big question—there's two of them, but we're going to just do one this week. Okay, got to be the quarterback position. (laughs) Um, There was probably no one more critical at times than me than Kellen Mond. Um, I agree. Uh, he put me in my place his senior year. That's all you can say. He, yeah. uh, after Vanderbilt, I was a little worried I left you at my house alone because <laughs> I was so mad and went to drink myself and, uh, into a drunken state because yeah. I was disappointed, which I think a lot of Aggies did that night. Yeah, the whole party left. Yeah. <laughs> you were here I by yourself. in there, But <laughs> <laughs> well, from then on, he, he played very well, very consistent, made great audibles when needed, great passes when needed, and had a heck of a senior year. But now you have to fill that. You have to fill that void. Yeah, with him being just uh,
1: just a dual dual threat quarterback, you know, he he took on a major role and just um yeah, just seeing what he did his senior year and as he developed over the time and uh Jimbo Fisher definitely pushed him, you know, and knew how to influence him, understood his personality and just helped him make become a better player. And here he is, you know, going to the to the major leagues, you know, and um seeing where he can um, fit in once he, you know, moves forward with that. And that, that's
0: excellent to see and, and
1: Aggie, you know, take it to the next level.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. I think there's a person that needs to be involved in this conversation. We talked about him earlier. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's Al Agner. This there young man go. I'm calling right now, you'll hear the – coming over the line, he knows football. So he can give us some insight on everything for sure. Come on, Al.
2: Yeah. Josh, Dustin, what's going on this morning? Mr. Hey, Agner, morning. what's
0: going on, buddy? Man, nothing, just working. Now, that ain't no, I mean, we're kind of working. Not really, though.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go.
0: So, you know, we were talking about a couple things earlier, including your tailgate. When was that tail- When was that tailgate started and what got it started?
2: Well, uh, it was started by my grandparents. Uh, my grandpa was the uh, class of 47 at A&M. Oh, wow and so uh whenever he had his two little ones my dad and my aunt they used to go down there probably in the 50s is when it started my late 50s my dad was born in 53 so uh, yeah the four of them used to go down there and drop the tailgate eat some fried chicken and hang out and uh <laughs> head back uh, head back home right after the game they didn't spend too much time in college station back then i think uh back then all the games were fairly early so they could just hit the road and go back so it was just the four of them and then over time it just got bigger and bigger and then obviously my dad and my aunt went to A&M and uh it just kept growing
0: yeah it's it's a festivity of its own it's its own event in uh College Station now we were talking about it and talking about the tailgate toast and how much fun it is and I had to let them know the listeners, I couldn't uh, divulge this location because we didn't want any more people crashing our party unless they were invited. That's we, right. We didn't want Texas to turn into California, so we're doing the same thing with the tailgate.
2: We got a prime location going. <laughs> yeah. We might, might yes. want to steal it. But, uh, you know, COVID sure hurt us last year. We sure missed out on some fun times last year, but hopefully we'll get it started back up this year.
0: I agree, I agree. So, every week we want to talk about a position. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the quarterback position. We were talking about the loss of Mond. Um, do you have any insights what you're thinking? We've got three hot quarterbacks in town now. Yes. A um, couple of them with experience, Couple, one freshman. Uh, you know, who could be the starter? What do we think is going to happen? And what, what's on your mind in the A&M quarterback situation right now?
2: Well, that's a good question. Yeah, you're right. We've got three studs down there. Um, you know, we've got Zach Calzada, who's been there for a couple years now. Um, he's from Georgia. Really a high-profile commit. and uh, he. In high school, I mean, he was a a stud in high school, only played two years in high school, though, so he passed for about 3,500 yards and 29 touchdowns. Um, And he has, in 2019, he got to play in a couple, about three games for us, and he did fairly well in them, although it was kind of non-conference competition, so take it for what it's worth. But, you know, in his three games, he was uh, 12 for 24, 133 yards and two touchdowns and, and one interception. I mean, I think the thing about Zach is he—he's uh, got a really strong arm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think some would argue he needs to needs to find a way to put a little more touch on the ball at times. But I mean, he's got a can for an arm, and that's the the best thing he's got going for him. But uh, you know, he's gonna have a tough battle with Haynes King too, who's who's got some experience this year. Um, and you know, I don't know if him getting experience over or getting to play in a couple games this year over Zach says anything. But, uh, you know, it seems to me like maybe Haynes might be in the run to be the next guy since he got to play against Bama in South Carolina. Yeah, but, sure. uh, but Haynes was a stud in high school. I mean, he threw for 7,500 yards and 82 touchdowns. That's, with some, only,
0: that, that's some video game stats right there.
2: <laughs> I mean, no joke. He only had 17 picks with that. But, see, the thing with Haynes is he also rushed for almost 1,400 yards and 20 touchdowns. Um, I mean, he's one of the fastest guys on the team from what I've been hearing. And so you, uh, you've We're got a little more dynamic quarterback there for you, a little dual threat. Um, so I think he's going to bring a little bit more upside to uh, to the quarterback position for us, and we'll see how it shapes out in uh, spring and fall camp, though. But then the, uh, the freshman, Eli
0: Sowers. Now, mean, this is what I want to hear about, is Mr. Sowers, your opinion on him, because he's got some major upside, too. Yes.
2: I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I just – I just hope that we can hang on to him and he can he can uh, wait his turn and be patient. But uh, I mean he played in 3 years in high school and he threw for 7000 yards, 66 touchdowns and 29 interceptions and he had uh, over 3300 yards of rushing with 38 touchdowns. So I mean he is a he's a runner too and uh yeah, he's just got a whole lot of upside, but I just hope that we can we can keep him in Aggieland for a couple of years while we let Haynes and calzada out to take the reins and uh hopefully we don't have a repeat of the Sumlin area with Tyler and Kyle Allen.
0: <laughs> I think that might be on every Aggie football fan's mind right now is it seems very similar to having every great quarterback in the country and the downfall happened of it all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's right. That's right. You know, it's it's funny. I was thinking uh thinking about this quarterback room and uh you know i just it's amazing it's always been amazing what bama and saban have been able to do but you know even last year with uh with mac jones i mean this kid was a stud quarterback obviously but i mean he waited his turn he waited for three years you know and got to play for one year and i remember hearing a quote he said uh his dad told him one time he went to his dad and said, you know I just, I I don't know what I need to do. I mean, I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to wait my turn, but it's hard. He said, "Son, you're not a third string quarterback." This is when he was playing behind Jalen and Tua. You are not a third string quarterback. You're a first string quarterback and waiting. Yeah. And he said, "That's how you got to look at it, and that's how these kids have to look at it." I mean, yeah, it sucks being down on the depth chart, but you got to wait your turn if you want to be a part of something special. And hopefully, we can.
0: That's 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 so true. You know, I, it, it's going to be d- – put it in perspective. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to put it in perspective. And, and from a champion now, he, you know, he's won a natty, so yeah. he kind of knows what he's yeah. at, And coached by, you know, the greatest. I mean, Jimbo's the man, but it's hard to say that oh, yeah. Saban's not the greatest college coach <laughs> of all time. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and and for luck, sure. luckily we get him in the West. So, Dustin. Yes. Um, You got three quarterbacks. Who is your starter for September 4th, Kent State, and Aggieland?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, kind of going back to what Al was kind of talking about with um, King coming in. Um, he kind of looked like the true number two coming in against Alabama and a cu- couple other opportunities and um, seeing what he did there. So, during, you know, a, a ranked team and in our conference and such, I got to go with King. I mean, yeah. h- he's definitely, fits that same mold as Mon being that dual threat quarterback. Um, I think he's going to do well in that pro set as well that Fisher has set up uh, along in his offense has schemed. So, I I just see see that and that excitement. Um, Calzada is going to be right there, though. He's definitely going to push them, you know. And and as I all talked about, yeah, Calzada, he just he's got that cannon for an arm. But he just if he can just calm and just um just mentally slow down a little bit and see things and know when to put the heat on the ball and when to just loft it a little bit. Uh, that's the only thing uh, I've seen. But you know, we've seen just little of each. But right. With King coming in during conference games, he looked like the true number two and will fit in. So as long as there's no setback between them, uh, I'm going King all
0: the way. All right, there we go. Al Agner, what's your opinion?
2: Yeah, I got to agree with Dustin on that one. I think it's going to be Haynes. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think him playing him against Bama and South Carolina over Calzada really says a lot. But I think that uh, it's going to be a, be a battle till the end. And, you know, I don't think we'll hear about a starter until after fall camp. But, I think it's gonna be Haynes in the end,
0: hey, you know I just I'm just gonna jump on the bandwagon of the Haynes <laughs> King train and see what happens. Um, my big thing for him is the intangibles coach's son. you know he's think he's thinking three steps ahead before the game starts, and not in a bad mm-hmm. way. He's not looking past anyone. He's just thinking about everything that a lot of people wouldn't think about. That being said, if you know we we all keep saying the cannon seems to be a problem with Calzada. if he if he tones it down a little bit who who knows what happens yes um, that's right you you just don't but i i've, I've got to go i got to think Hayes King is just going to have a little more and i hope the aggie faithful understand and don't forget it's his first year it's one of these quarterbacks first years as a starter yeah you know that's true. they're they're getting adjusted to real sec life the re- real ball games and we got to make sure we remember that and uh take that into account on how it starts off and everything but i got to go with king
1: yeah like, didn't didn't y'all meet Haynes oh my point. God!
0: What a great story that was. Yes, it was at the yeah. tailgate, <laughs> and Al was making his famous stuffed peppers, and they're delicious. There's always great food at the tailgate. Yeah, Again, absolutely. Agner Friend's family tailgate—the place to be. No one knows but us in this room and the people at the tailgate. Don't try to find it. We got it hidden <laughs> good. Um, but <laughs> Al's cooking, and I think we're we're just drinking a beer, talking, and he goes. I think that's Hayes King. And he just drops the tongs and beelines over to this group of people. (laughs) And he's talking. And uh, Jan's just looking at me. She's like, I guess you're cooking the peppers. (laughs) That was a great story. I had to go
2: figure out what that dude was all about. Yeah. I mean, I
0: trusted you, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to mess up the peppers, at least not today, because I got things to do.
2: (laughs) Now, he's an impressive kid for sure. Got a good head on his shoulders.
0: Well, Al, I appreciate your time, man. I think we might make this a little segment called "Ask Al" every week.
2: Uh, that sounds good. I'm down with it.
0: Um, we'll talk about topics at the end of this episode about what it'll be next week, and we'll shoot it over to you. I think you'll have you you have the information and make a this go to a little something. I think it'd be awesome to maybe not in this scope, but do a little podcast with uh, at the tailgate this year if that's possible. Ooh, that'd be fun.
2: That'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. So,
0: everyone, this is Al Agner, man. Thank you for, thank you for being here, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All
2: right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll thanks see you all then. Al. Later, Al. All right.
0: That guy's knowledgeable. Yes, he is. <laughs> he knows his stuff. Um, that being said, I want to give another shout-out. This episode is powered by Religion Tequila. It is 100% small batch blue agave. They know how to win. They're like a and We're learning how to win. Um, Las Vegas Gold Spirit Awards of Tequila – as well as the best tequila in New York, wine and spirits competition, they're supporting us. Please go to your local liquor store, pick up a bottle, and support them because they're taking care of us. So yeah, you know it, it, it's got a lot going on, having podcasts, tequila drinking, mm-hmm. tailgating. The big thing for A and M is we always seem to not quite capitalize on momentum. Um, not that we're not that we're overthinking it. Uh, you think about the got a point to the wall, Travion's year, <laughs> we win. Uh, we beat North Carolina State, and it really looks like we're on that trajectory with nine wins. We back up a little bit, no fault of our own, really, playing tough teams and yeah. uh, different things like that. And now, one loss wins. Win the Orange Bowl, beat a very respectable North Carolina team with that we did. Who could be the top runner for Heisman finalist in North Carolina? Their quarterback's a beast. Um, oh yeah, great coach Mac Brown knows what he's doing. He always has. He's had our number Classic, in the past. Man. He just really yeah. has. He unfortunately, has. yeah. Are we over the hump? Or are we going back to the Aggie slump? You <laughs> yeah, like what I did there? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right I off did. Mr. Josh's <laughs> noggin.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm going to say that we are over the hump. You know, it, it, with Fisher coming in, he's had some, just past couple years, high-profile recruiting, man. Like, just looking at the the people that we've been bringing in, you know, and he's stepped out be- since going to the SEC, you know, with him coming in at that um, just after a couple years of being in it he's really reached out to some other areas beyond Texas, you know? Like oh, for sure. There's Georgia, you just talking about Georgia. Yeah, yeah, Calzada. Calzada. yeah, Yeah, that was a big recruit for us to get, you know, a couple years ago. Um, <clears throat> so, with that, yeah, I think we're definitely over the hump. Um, you can see Fisher, just hi- his mentality of the game and his process uh, is just being put into play, and you can see it slowly developing and growing and and I've seen it uh, grow each and every year. Yeah, um, for sure. So, I- yes, we, we've had some seniors leave, you know, but we got a, a solid defense still. Um, a lot of them returning. Um, but then, yeah, we do got some things on the offensive side uh, to fix up, but that's, that's typical. But again, with the high profile recruiting that we've had um, and all these guys coming in, they're definitely going to push one another, uh, and they're definitely going to grow quickly. And, and again, yes they're young, but they're gonna they're gonna develop and I think he's just got a solid program and it, he has that history too that, yeah. that you've seen over the years that he's been
0: and where he's gone. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing again, <clears throat> I said it earlier I was a I was a big critic of Kellen Mond for years and he proved me wrong this year, but I think a lot of that is the coaching style and Mond needed a coach to push him like Jimbo um, yeah, to really think about the plans really get something set in stone being over the hump, I think I think we're over the hump, but Aggie fans have to realize there's a difference between being over the hump and losing one, two games every year. Yeah, yeah. You know, great coaches, even even Saban, you know, has lost two games, three games a year Yeah, every once in a while. It, it doesn't happen often. Not you know? often, but it does. But it, but it does happen. So do I think we're over the hump? Yes. The recruiting, like you said, is on point. We've got a stacked offensive side of the football, other than our O-line, which we'll talk about in the next couple episodes Um and just remembering the conference that we're in, too. You're, you're in the <laughs> West, and a lot of people will hate, and they hate the SEC, and rightfully so. I'm sure when I was a, a Big 12 person, I was hating the SEC, too. Yep. But when you think about the SEC West, just the people that are in it, you've got Bama constantly a top-five team, and, and on the verge of the national championship. It's just a given. Yeah. Um, LSU, always a top-10 to 15 team, always making a splash and winning big games. Yep. and Florida. Death Valley. I mean you got the east you got Florida yeah. who who's up there with Mullen great coach mm-hmm. you I mean you come back to the west you I mean there there's us who every other year we we make a splash you've got Auburn who's traditionally a great <laughs> blue blood football team yeah. that's in the top 15 top 20 always yeah I mean just I mean, that it, iron ball
1: between it's never crazy it's always. It, <laughs> you, you never know
0: what's going to happen so I think we're over the hump but you know, do I think we, we win or lose more than one game probably? I think it's hard to say that we don't. You yeah. lose an entire offensive line. You're getting a new quarterback. But I think the mentality in College Station has changed, and I think it all – you go back to the, the Clemson game where we lost in the rain. Oh, um, yeah. When they are number one, just the mentality has changed. The thought process in the team has changed. Yes. The coaching has changed for, for the positive. Yes. I mean, I think, I think we're on our way. I, I would love to see us in a Final Four sometime in the next few years. <laughs> um, or competing for an SEC championship, like actually competing. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um Feinbaum and the SEC um, guys have always said like we have the infrastructure, we have the money, we have the fans. Yes. We've just gotta be hit that consistent stride and with Jimbo we'll see. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he's got us going an upward trajectory, but you know, you never know. Things happen so but I think I think we have went over the hump and we'll probably get some Negative comments from some of our Longhorn friends, and th- and they'll come after us, and LSU friends. That's just fine, and and that's okay. Please leave a comment on YouTube, and let's have this discussion, uh, Facebook, all kinds of stuff like that. We we want y'all to reach out and tell us what you want us to talk about too, man. It's a yeah, please do. This is you know we're we're Aggies communal. It's 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 part of what we do. So we want to make sure y'all are involved. Yeah, we love football. We know y'all love football. There we that's go. Why y'all are listening? So episode one coming to a close. How do you think, man? How did how did how did we do? <coughs> You know, I had a good time with
1: this. Like we, <laughs> we, we do this all the time each season, just kind of uh, discussing, you know, on our own. You know, sitting back with a cracked one. Yeah. And uh, so now we're just putting it out there, and yeah. just wanted to, to to spread it and share it with y'all, and even get y'all's feedback. Like we said, like shoot us some questions. Yeah. Let us know what you want to, what us to talk about.
0: And as we stated earlier, this episode's powered by Religion Tequila. We did a little raffle earlier before the show started. to See who the winner is. Uh, what we do is we go based off all our subscribers, pull yep. someone out of a hat, and go from there. Uh, this is under the bar top banter of Umbrella Media Giants taking over the world. Um, <laughs> that being said, the winner this week is going to be Matthew Frazee from Glenrose, Texas. All right. Man, I hadn't seen Matt. A, <laughs> I've seen him once in the last few years, but uh, he subscribed. We were chit-chatting a few days ago, so I'm sure him and his wife Cassie are going to be pumped for a nice little bottle of tequila. Oh, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll give you one of these boxes, ship it out there, and uh, make sure you get to enjoy it. We'll ship it in the next week. That way we can get the and on the next episode. Hey, man. Congrats, Matt. That being said, Dustin, I think you have uh, some work to do. Got to do a presentation in a few minutes, right? Yep, yep. Hop on there <laughs> and uh, educate my people. <laughs> all right. Hey, we appreciate all the listeners to the Bartop Banter Universe. Uh, this is the Gigum guys. I'm Josh. This is Dustin. Big shout-out to Sam behind the camera, making sure we are handsome, handsome thank Aggie you. fans. Getting the lighting set up, getting here early, driving to Cypress. So thank you very much again. Josh, Dustin, Sam from the Bar Top Banter Studios. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Whoop!